0: You were about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars Yvonne Strahovski Zachary Levi Joshua Gomez Ryan McFarland, Adam
1: Baldwin Sarah Lancaster
0: Contests We are giving away a Chuck trust Kit The Directors Jason Enzler Norman Buckley The Guest Stars Steve Austin Kristen Griff. Conventions
1: Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage
0: Set visits
1: This is the guy
0: right here and much more Are you ready? This is Grey.
1: This is Mel. This is Liz.
0: And we want to welcome you to Chuck Versus the Podcast, episode 83 for Thursday, March 3rd, 2011. This week we have a special episode because we're going to talk about the ratings. Well, okay, we do that every week, but we're going to talk about them in an extended way this week with uh dare I say even a little bit of inside knowledge. Um, and so I really think that you're going to love our discussion, and also, we have a great episode of Chuck to discuss, so let's get this news out of the way, let's get right to the ratings. In the ratings news, what is, of course, not news is that, uh, well, it is kind of news, Chuck versus the First Bank of Evil remained steady for the fifth week in a row at 1.7 in that famous Adults 18-49 to demo with 5.3 million very loyal viewers, um... Boy, it's, I said it last week, take a lick and then keep on ticking. Um, the These 5.3 million viewers are glued to their TVs every Monday night at 8 o'clock. And that is awesome. They don't budge. They don't budge for Valentine's Day. They don't budge for uh, inclement weather. Um, that's great. However, 1.7 is still... Not where we'd like to be, and we'll talk about that in more detail in just a little bit. But we do want to remind you our slogan that we've been talking about is stand up and be counted. This is particularly if you are in the United States. If you're not a Nielsen family, but you want your viewership to count toward Chuck's ratings, you can join Reward TV at rewardtv.com. Then log in and answer a short questionnaire about the episode and the commercials that aired during the episode reward tv is a nielsen outlet and the information they gather is reported back to the networks and just as we said last week it's not part of the initial ratings that come out on tuesday but it is but the information does go to nbc and nbc does care about this kind of information as well they also care about the numbers uh, at nbc.com and other online sources hulu.com is uh, partially owned by nbc i think Yep, so... Uh, for now. For now, <laughs> yeah. Um, so all of those things do count. But uh, we we received an email um, just before our podcast recording last week. It didn't make into our recording last week, but it does fit with what we're talking about this week. Um, I've been talking a lot, and I'm probably going to talk a lot later. Uh, do, do one of you two guys want to take this email?
1: I can do it. Sure. This is cool. From Kat, this is from Kat M. And she writes to say, last summer I went on a vacation out in LA. I learned something that I thought was interesting. One thing I was most anxious to do was take the Warner Brothers tour. I went on the deluxe tour, which is five and a half hours long and a lot more expensive than the VIP tour, which is two and a half hours. Unfortunately, we didn't see any of the cast. We really wanted to see the Buy more set, but they were filming there that day, so it wasn't available. We did, however, see the courtyard slash apartment and the cage from the Buy more. Also, we got to actually go inside Steve Bartowski's cabin, but it wasn't furnished. We saw Captain Awesome's statue when it was made, except missing the head. That would have been fun. Mm -hmm. Our tour guide, Dean, was really knowledgeable and has worked around the WB lot for many years. One thing that I thought was very interesting was the topic of product placement. This is the reason I believe the Buy More is still around. I'm sure everyone is aware that the iPhone, being practically a co-star on the show, show, and also, even though they aren't mentioned in the end credits, there are many other products that pay that pay to be shown on the show. If Zach leans on something or actually handles a product, think the tide to go stick, the company pays extra. The majority of the products on the shelves of the store are empty boxes. Uh think of Adam or uh, the Ron Montgomery character stacking the room vacuum cleaners. Even the Chase ETM by the front door to buy more is product placement. So personally, if it keeps it on the show, it keeps the show on the air, go for it. Overall, Kat says, I feel the deluxe tour is worth the time and money. I made sure the tour guide know which, knew which show I liked and even called the person in charge of filming locations for check to try to get us in. Also, other things that are on the VIP tour, including a car museum with the Nerd Herder and costume museum with an entire floor of Harry Potter props and Zach's Nerd Herder uniform. That's actually in the regular tour as well. And she says, I hope you find this interesting. Thank you for writing in, Kat. Mm-hmm. Um, actually gives me the perfect opening to... Talk about something that I haven't really had the opportunity to, to discuss. Um, I was told, I was informed last, uh, at the end of last summer, when we found out that the buy more was still going to be around, that that was not a decision made by the showrunners. They were informed that they needed, they had to keep the buy more. And this is why, because of product placement. They can fund a lot of the production costs of the show just from having the buy more there. Um, as Kat says, you know, they, they can have somebody stacking a product, even if it's just in the background. But especially if it's a character that's actually saying some lines and, and is featured, they get a nice chunk of change for doing that. And that, in turn, makes the show profitable for Warner Brothers right now which makes it easier for them to give NBC a discounted rate, a discounted licensing fee Mm -hmm. to keep it on the air. So that's one of the factors that goes into the decision to renew is the licensing fee. And if product placement helps Warner Brothers make enough money that they can offer NBC a lower licensing fee uh, in hopes of making the money back in syndication, then there you go
0: yeah and this is this is new for me I mean we've been doing this podcast for a long time and we've always known like about the subway when they hold the sub right up to the camera like you you say well obviously that's product placement but mm-hmm. I never realized the the chase Bank machine the, the like the, when they pick up a DVD off the shelf I, I mean it happens yep. all the time that company pays for that now of course if they pick up a Warner Brothers DVD they're that's probably yeah. a different thing, but there are tons of products that they interact with that, mm-hmm. that we don't really connect with, and every single one of them pays. Now, I don't know what that represents uh, in ratings points, but just, just to translate it a little bit, um, Chuck is getting 1.7 every week. Say it's up against um, a show that's getting 1.9, but has none of this product placement stuff. Who knows that 1.7 plus the product placement might actually equal more than that 1.9? Mm-hmm. So that's part of the way that that um, that the studio and the network look at the the dollars and cents of renewal. Um, so that is one huge huge factor. And, we, and thanks so much for um, boy, I think that that extra special tour is what 750 bucks.
1: Yeah, it's expensive.
0: Yeah, so, th- so I appreciate the fact that she went through that, um, for us, for, for our benefit, so that we can learn about that uh, very, very important factor, uh, with regards to renewal. Um, I did want to discuss syndication again, because, um, I think syndication is something that's not well understood by a lot of people. Uh, hence we continue get, to get a lot of questions on Twitter and, and other places. Uh, about syndication and why um just a little refresher um is that as as most of us know Chuck is actually produced by Warner Brothers and then Warner Brothers charges NBC a licensing fee to be able to air it on their network so N- NBC essentially buys Chuck from Warner Brothers Warner Brothers because they produce it they typically get a lot of the the advertising um uh, like the DVD sales and, and things like that are all Warner Brothers. So that's why um, a lot of people have said that it's not as likely for a show to be renewed if it's not produced by the same network. Say, for instance, um, Heroes, as an example, was produced by NBC and it was aired on NBC. And so they had a lot more vested interest in that particular show. But... Um, there are a couple of huge, huge, huge factors that do come in play and that's that Warner Brothers, when they when they have enough dollars and cents, they can offer Chuck very cheaply to NBC. Mm-hmm. So, um, with the one we just discussed is a, is a great reason. If they're making a lot of money off, off of this product placement, then they can afford to offer it more cheaply to NBC. As well, syndication basically means that once they hit a certain number of episodes, which will happen during the fifth season, um, they can package all of those episodes together and they can resell them all over again. Warner Brothers can resell them all over again to other networks. So NBC gets the first run and then Warner Brothers can sell it and get a whole pile more money from another network to air it in syndication, Monday to Friday or weekly throughout the year, however they want to air it, um, it the they're their smaller networks, but they pay a lot of money. And mm-hmm. so, with when, when Warner Brothers knows that just by producing a few more episodes, they can hit this point where they can bundle it all together and sell it again and get a whole pile more money, they can say to, to NBC, we're going to offer you Chuck for peanuts for season five. Just put it on the air so that we can get it to that syndication point. And they got so much money coming that they can afford to do that. So syndication is a huge issue. What does that translate into into ratings? Again, the 1.7 thing, is it another two, uh, two-tenths two of, of, of a rating? Or, or is it three-tenths or four-tenths? We don't know, but it's a big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing that we've talked about uh, week after week is that, um, it's about the pond uh, with Chuck, um, having a 1.7 that doesn't look that great until you start to compare to Undercovers on NBC, which tanked and got canceled. Uh, you compare that to the Cape, which tanked and got canceled on the same night. Or actually, sorry, didn't get t- canceled yet, but, um, we fully that expect made. that. What's that?
1: it's coming it's
0: it's coming i mean it it went down to what it was it 1. down to 1.1 1. 1. um and that's right next to chuck in other words the same night you'd expect that that uh that viewers would be fairly similar between those two two time slots they just left nbc when cape came on the air um this and so the fact that it continues to remain at 1.7 despite Valentine's Day, despite weather, and all that kind of thing, means that this 1.7 is a very, very solid 1.7. It's not going to tank like the Cape. It's not going to tank like another new show that they have no idea how it's going to do. It's going to keep that same 5.3 million viewers over and over and over again. And that's what numbers people like. Numbers people like consistency. And so... Um, even, even when you factor in, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the negative factors here, everybody says, well, Comcast is a wild card. When they come in, if, if NBC can show them solid week after week after week, consistent millions of viewers, that looks good. Comcast is a wild card. That means that nobody, even the, I mean, Fedak and Schwartz can't predict with with certainty, what's going to happen? Um, it's a wild card, but these kinds of things do look good for them—the dollars and cents. Um, the other thing, uh, maybe Mel and Liz, um, you you know a bit more about these other shows, uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars, and and also the NCAA um, is uh, is going to be happening on Monday nights. How, how is that going to impact Chuck? Well,
1: I know that. Dancing with the stars always has an impact. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that there is any kind of an overlap in the viewership, but it, it does have an impact. Um, NCAA, um, since Chuck does skew mail, that might have an impact, but that's a pretty short term
2: mm-hmm.
1: thing. Um, that's only going to have, and Chuck's going to be off the air on the first Monday in March. So I don't know that we're going to see much of an impact from that. What we are going to see an impact from on March 14th is the daylight savings time Mm -hmm. that happens on the 13th. Yeah. And that's across the board. You remember last year? Oh
0: yeah. Last year was huge.
1: Everything got hit. Like Chuck actually on Monday night had the lowest percentage drop in viewers. And it was, it was like 10%. Mm -hmm. And that was the lowest drop of the night across all of the networks and all of the shows. And it kept the residual effect of the time change went through, um I think through Thursday of that week mm-hmm. so it does it makes a big difference uh daylight savings time does
0: yeah um but again it's it's all relative, so mm-hmm. um, as we saw with Valentine's Day, every other show i mean house dropped twenty two percent that night um every other show dropped majorly, but Chuck stayed steady, so my prediction is that um that it would stay. Uh, I mean, it will see a dip that night, but I don't think it'll see as much of a dip as okay. the other shows. Um, now, what do you guys think about this? I, I was thinking about this a little bit. And I mean, Chuck has had as many as eight million viewers, um, for an episode. And gradually we've seen a bit of pruning happening over the last three, four seasons. Um, my feeling looking at these numbers is that We've been pruned to a very loyal 5.3 million viewers that, say, for instance, last year with the Daylight Savings Time, say the 6.5 million might have included a million of sort of iffy people that might cause a dip down to 5.5. But now we're at this core 5.3. Do you think we're going to be affected as much? I don't think so. What do you guys think?
1: I don't think so. No, I, I think you're right. I think this is a solid, loyal, um, word's gonna, word is always getting out starting, you know, the wee small hours of Sunday morning or Monday morning, you know, watch Chuck. Chuck is, you know, the countdown begins so many hours. So with all that going on, on, um, you know, social networks, um, everybody's talking to everybody else. You're going to watch Chuck tonight. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, I don't think it will see what we've seen in the past. Yeah. I think we may see like a slight dip, but not a. You know, it'll bounce back. Yeah. I think we've, we like you said. I think the five point three million viewership is, and actually, I would raise that up to five point five. Hmm. Uh, I think this week was just a little bit low. For uh, for the for what we've been seeing. Hmm. Uh, it seems to bounce between five point three and five point like five,
2: six or something like that. Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, I, I think that's the bottom. And, and and you know the other couple hundred thousand viewers are watching it on DVR later.
0: Mhm. Yep. Yeah. And so so to to start to wrap up the discussion of the ratings, I I would say something that we haven't really talked about before. Um but I'm I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to venture out a little bit and and say what I feel the barometer is or what my predictions are. And my my prediction is that if we were to stay at 1.7 with a possible one-week dip with daylight savings time to 1.615, but get back to 1.7, maybe some weeks a little higher to balance that out. Um, My prediction is roughly 75% chance renewal. Um, I think if we go to 1.6 more than once, that changes drastically. Um, I would say down to 40%. If it goes down to 1.5 more than once, I'd say it's it's really bad, down to 25%. By contrast, if we go up to about 1.9, I'd say it's a shoe in 90% chance renewal. Um, would, would you guys say that those numbers are around what you would think?
1: Given the information that I've, things I've been told from network and studio, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. So, so what that translates into is that we cannot rest on our laurels. Um, 75% chance. I mean, it's good, but it's, it's not where we'd like to be. Uh, and so, um, a lot of us are on Twitter, especially those who listen to the podcast. I would urge you to use other social media and other ways of, of spreading the word. Um, for, for the, what happens with a lot of us is that, the people who are on Twitter are already going to watch on Monday night. I think once we get to our Facebook friends and email and our co-workers and our family members, there we get into the areas of people that might not already be watching that night. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I urge us to, to spread the word among our sphere of personal influence as best as we can. Um, I don't think that a campaign... Right now is is what's needed. I think that as long as we stay with this one point seven and urge the people around us to get this up to maybe a one point eight or a one point nine, mm-hmm. I think that's far, far more important than any letters or any other thing that we could be doing that's flashy. We don't okay. need the flashy stuff stuff. we need the consistent ratings.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I have, uh, just a, a fun thing that developed this week for me. I'm starting my thesis. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to t- turn in my proposal today, actually, and I'm working. It's a sociolinguistics project and I'm using Chuck and, uh, some of the, the language, um, from, from the show and from the fans, uh, doing some analysis of that as my, my master's thesis. And I was giving my, talking to my thesis director and about it. And he said, now, you know, you're going to need to let me see this show. So I know what you're talking about. I've never seen Chuck. I was like, right on. (laughs) Buy another set of DVDs and it's a legitimate school expense and get him hooked on it. I think he's really going to get a kick out of it. Mm -hmm. So. You know, you, you, you'd never know where that's going to come from, where a chance to uh, get somebody else hooked on the show is mm-hmm. going to come from. So I just was enjoying that. Yeah. But, and, yes, it's not time to do some big – I mean, we, we have some ideas for closer to decision time, closer to when the network is going to decide for sure whether to give check that fifth season. We have some ideas of things that fans can – that uh that fans can do to, to campaign you know and really let comcast know what nbc already knows that we want the show mm-hmm. we want another season but it's too early it's yeah. too early to right now we need to focus on keeping that 1.7 as our low point quite frankly i mean it's it's good that we've been steady when everything else is dropping or just being really unpredictable
2: mm-hmm.
1: nbc that's good but we we need to get that up to a one eight or a one nine really. And then another thing that we want to encourage you guys to do is when you see a product integrated into the show, let the advertiser know if you, if you buy that product, let them know that you did it because you saw it on Yeah. Give them that direct feedback and let them know that that was money well spent,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, not only did I see your product and buy it, I did it because you did, you, you put it on this specific show. Mm-hmm. You are the fan base that will respond to that. I mean, I'm not saying if, you know, somebody advertises, I don't know that, uh, no nonsense pantyhose are perfect for robbing a bank.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you actually don't have a need for pantyhose that you should go out and buy 20 pair, but you know, you work in an office, you need hose. Yeah. Buy that brand and let them know, Hey, I saw this on Chuck's head and I thought it would look good on my legs.
0: And, and sure. the way these marketing departments work, it doesn't take many emails to let them know they're making a difference. One or two or three emails is, is cause for, uh, you know, for them saying, yeah. Hey, this is working.
1: Yeah. It's cause for them to let their supervisor or their manager or their, their higher up know that campaign worked. Yeah. That product placement worked. So. Yep. We encourage you to do that. And and on the along those lines, we uh Liz, you have your I do. She's got the little sleep sheet. Mm-hmm. Baby Clara's sleep sheet. It's so fluffy I could die. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And it really is it really is fluffy and soft. Uh
0: huh.
1: And soothing. Very soothing. And and
0: where did we see those before?
1: I had mm. never seen anything like this before. I mean, I've heard of soothing, like, white noise for sleep, but I'd never seen it integrated into a cute little stuffed animal before. Hmm. But you're the one with the child. Maybe you have.
2: Yeah. You know. I wish
1: they had these when my kids were this small. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh we did see them on
1: Chuck. Yep. Baby Clara and Jeff. Yeah, but <laughs> the sleep with the sleep sheet. Yeah. So again, we want to encourage you if you're of a mind and and of a need to do something uh, to to purchase an item like this one, you should do it and let the company know that you're doing it because you saw it on mm-hmm. So if you are somebody who needs a sleep sheet, if you have a little one in your life, or if you just need a good night's sleep and you have noisy neighbors. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we have a deal for you. Cloud B, the company who made makes the sleep sheep, is offering Chuck Sands a 50% discount through the month of March. And this is an exclusive discount. It is just for Chuck fans. This is a way for them to really measure what kind of an impact they're having. You saw our post last week um, about the sleep sheep, and they contacted us and said, hey, would you be interested in a discount? And that's, I mean, it's 50%. Yeah, that's, that's big. Not <laughs> that I'm getting bad. another one. Yeah, are you?
2: <laughs> I <laughs> am.
1: May, may as well at that rate. So all you have to do is go to facebook.com slash cloud They're, they their, their Facebook page and like cloud B on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then comment on their wall that you saw the sleep sheep on the February 21st episode of check. And they will send each person who does that an exclusive 50% discount code. For the sleep sheep for use on their website, and I I checked today um, or or on Tuesday it went live on Tuesday and I checked um, at the end of the day and there were already I mean it was already off the page the number of people that hadn't responded so right on go checkers yeah <laughs> uh, yeah this offer is only good during the month of March so you want to take the opportunity now to show Cloud B and NBC and Comcast that you notice and appreciate their support of Chuck. And, uh, as we said before, product placement is a vital part of funding check and we want the advertisers and the network to know that we'll respond to it if it means we'll get another season.
0: Yeah. So. And just to anticipate some questions I know, um, uh, I went on and I liked on Facebook and, uh, and did uh, commented about February 21st and now I'm in Canada and, uh, and apparently they don't ship internationally from the manufacturer's website. But you can still like the Facebook group and comment there. That does make a difference if you're an international fan. And then if you have a chance to buy a sleep sheep elsewhere at a local retailer, um you can let them know. So so there are you can still use this to support Chuck, um just not through their their website if you're an international fan. And, and
1: yeah, also go ahead. they do not come with the Nerford T shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the Jester shirt. Yeah. Yeah, they come
2: with a shirt.
1: yeah. Or the song. They don't the come song. Like. No. Yeah, ever song. But the little thingies in the back that you could play the different sounds. Yeah.
0: Right. And and really just cute. Yeah, just before we put the ratings topic to bed, the other thing um internationally of course you you can't be part of the US numbers for Nielsen. Um I, other countries do have other ways of measuring, I believe in Canada, um, there's a fairly similar rating system, um, but, uh, but these other ways to support are the, the best way that you can do that, um, buy DVDs is always, buy Chuck DVDs is always good, um, but any way that you can support retailers and also help spread the word, um, especially, especially specifically like this for, for products. Uh, Just to let the the advertisers know that you did see this on Chuck, those are great, great ways to help out the effort.
1: Yeah, sure. The advertiser doesn't care where you live as long as you're buying their product. Yeah. 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 Yep. Sing it from the mountaintops or your rooftops if you don't live near a mountain.
0: Yeah. And speaking about singing...
1: Speaking about singing, <laughs> <laughs> no, did you did you all catch Zachary Levi singing in the Oscars on Sunday? I did. Oh
2: yeah. Mm. Well,
1: I mean, not at the time, but I said <laughs> later, but we won't be there. <laughs> he was he was terrific though. Uh, oh yeah. I had no idea that he could sing. I didn't know. Sorry, Zach. Didn't Anyway, but, yeah, we got a little melty in the way he looked. Um, He looked at Mandy as they were were singing. And um, Mandy Moore, of course, is a co-star in Tangled. And um, the smaller, it looked like it definitely worked for him that night. so (laughs) you can watch the performance again and again and again and again on ChuckTV.net, courtesy of ZacharyLeviFan.com.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying that it was a disappointing Oscar night. Um, a lot of people, now, of course, these are Chuck fans, but a lot of people said that song was one of the best parts of the evening.
1: <laughs> it was. CNN and MTV both put it on their top 10 list. Yep. Yeah. For the entire night. Yep. Yeah. So nicely done, Zach and Mandy. Very, 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 very romantic nicely done. song. It was. I really love that Zach did not wear a suit coat. The performance. Mm-hmm. It just seemed very Chuck of him taking yeah. out without, you know, with just the best.
0: Yeah, it was very classy, actually.
1: What?
0: Mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Speaking about classy, okay. I always try to find some kind of segue. <laughs> well, hey, Vivian, <laughs> Vivian is classy. I think Aunt Vivian is very classy. Um, but we're going to talk about the episode of Chuck versus the First Bank of Evil. Whoa, uh, uh. Yeah, and uh, online there were some mixed opinions about the episode. Again, uh, similar to last week, I would say uh, most of all, most people really liked it. I loved the episode. Um, I, again, I, I think one of the biggest things is is that just as we mentioned last week, Vivian um, is being introduced in a fairly late. Um, um, understated way, um, they're giving her time to simmer into the story, and that that didn't work for some people. For some people, it did. Um, what did you guys think?
1: Mel, um, you take it first. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they're in- introducing her. It feels a little. It feels more organic mm-hmm. to be bringing her in this way, um, kind of easing her into it. We're getting to see some parallels between her and Chuck. Um, you know, Chuck at first did not see the intersect as a gift mm-hmm. and, uh, was mistrustful of the CIA and the NSA. And, um, Vivian is the same. She's not seeing her father's legacy as a gift and she's mistrustful of the CIA. She's being given some incorrect information. She's being played by, um, Ray Wise, which is not his name on the show. That's his real name. <laughs> I cannot remember the lawyer's name. Riley. Riley. She's being played by Riley. Um, and uh, it, it's causing her to really, really question Chuck and his and his motives and the CIA's motives. Unfortunately, General Beckman threw him under the bus mm-hmm. by digging on that promise to let her see her father. But I see a lot of similarities between the two of them. And I like that they're doing it and they're doing it so in Ch- in Chuck's world, slowly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're doing it slowly. I mean, we know these episodes usually have three episodes worth of stuff in one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, we've only had her around for two episodes. And, um, you know, we, we know a fair amount about her, but we still don't. We still are left wondering about a lot. Including her motives, including her her uh, her future, her plans, her schemes, if you will. When we finish out this episode, yeah. I keep hoping that when all is said and done, at the end of the arc, she'll just turn out to be good. Just kind of maybe she, you know, she could be Volkov's Achilles' heel to where she could just totally and completely once and for all destroy him Mm -hmm. lawyer and all. I mean, there would be (laughs) no chance of resurrecting him through, you know, the legal system or anything. So I'm going to stick with that
2: Mm -hmm. because
1: I like her. I still like her. I think that she, she was so uncertain of what she wanted to do in her future and everything that happened to her. Um, she had, Riley was feeding her just the right amount of bad, you know, planting the bad seeds that, at just the right time. Mm-hmm. And then um just what happened in the episode with uh, Chuck having to not be able to get her to see her dad just kind of water that seed. And it, it's inevitable. I mean, what, you know, what would you do if you were in her position? She sees these pictures of her dad that her dad had kept that she's touched
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. you know she wants to see her father and ask her these questions her- herself ask him these questions herself and um find not she's being used I don't know I I've, all in all I felt sorry for her mm-hmm. and I do feel sorry for her so that's why I'm hoping for a happy ending for her
0: yeah um yeah, and I, and I think she, it, last year, everybody had a complaint that things were moving too quickly with, uh, with Shaw, um, and Sarah in particular. Uh, one of the biggest complaints was, was how fast it moved and it wasn't believable. I, I really like that they're taking their time with this and letting it breathe.
1: Yeah, I do too. I also like that they're not screwing around with the potential love interest. Yes. It's pretty obvious. I mean, some people raised some eyebrows when she hugged him, Mm -hmm. but that was purely platonic and, and out of gratitude from what I saw.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And, you know, most of the responses I saw to those questions were, it was, you know, it was was out of gratitude. I didn't see anything uh, suggesting that she was meant to be a love interest for Chuck at all. And I, Appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Especially yeah. when
1: we have such wonderful scenes of the two, Chuck and Sarah, bantering while robbing a bank. Oh, yeah. About their wedding.
0: Delightful and stuff.
1: Sarah's just, oh, so sweet. Oh, yeah. Moment when she found the dress that oh. she just, But, um, that was so sweet. So well done by Yvonne.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so somebody cute. um made a comment that that scene has been done in every rom com, but she did it better.
1: <laughs> she made it she made it look unique. She made yeah. it look fresh. Yeah. Um yeah. it was really sweet. And you know, as as a fan of Clueless and a person who perpetually is in the closet trying to figure out what in the world I'm gonna wear. hmm I am so envious of her software program in <laughs> <laughs> her down in castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoes it all
2: yeah and yeah, in
1: the she was uh, the adorable. bullets
0: bullet holes were a nice touch
1: <laughs> and she, she didn't hear the come in when she's trying it on uh-huh that was that was cool
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I like how she did that those bullet holes just didn't um, they didn't bother her. She was so happy by then
2: mm-hmm. I yeah. like
1: it when she's allowed to be a girl mm-hmm. and then she. Finally, you know, once she finally gets into the whole wedding thing, it's woo <laughs> <laughs>
2: On
1: the island, and just, you know, and and the flowers and the cake and whoa, and Ellie's just standing there going, uh, <laughs> and Chuck bless his heart. I work at the Buy more
2: you do Yeah,
1: you lie. <laughs> but that was a that was a an amusing way to reassert his cover.
2: Hmm.
0: And uh, and just back at the bank before we leave that one scene, um. I, I thought, th- like, the last time I saw that kind of, that particular kind of energy was Honeymooners. I mm-hmm. mean, just that delight as she's, right. <laughs> like, shooting the machine gun and talking about her wedding and the gleeful smile <laughs> on her face. And it was just yeah. a, a delight to watch.
1: Yeah. And Chad calling her love- Honey Bunny. <laughs> and our, our Pulp Fiction little shout out.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking about shout-outs, we had a big Lost, a couple of Lost shout-outs. Yes. Um, everybody's saying that we finally know what the numbers mean. <laughs> um, yeah. They were uh, Volkov's uh, bank number, uh, even though apparently one of the numbers is not exactly the same. Close um,
1: enough not to be a coincidence.
0: No. Yeah, close enough not to be a coincidence. And, and then we go to the bank and we have the uh, the doctor from uh, from Lost,
1: the Dharma Initiative, yeah. Yeah,
0: Dharma Initiative.
1: Uh
0: huh. Um, so that if for all of us lost fans, those were nice, uh, nice little touches.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, that was clever. I wonder if they, you know, after they cast him as that character, if that's when they decided to make those numbers the account number.
0: Ah, uh, could be. Could be. I bet
1: they just couldn't resist. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And then you know, and we had Chuck and Sarah being all Matrix.
2: Mm hmm.
1: In the, their shootout and their costumes, their, their bank robbing costumes. Yeah. So that was, that was cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We have Wonderful. I think the, uh, the people who make Chuck like all the same movies and TV shows that we do. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> now I have a question. So after we have that just absolutely fun, uh, scene robbing the bank, mm-hmm. why, they, why did they burn the money? Why didn't yeah. they have? They have this really expensive wedding coming up. Maybe they should have saved it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't get that. I mean, it gave us a kind of a nice moody um, uh, setting for uh, Vivian and Chuck to have that little talk. But mm-hmm. couldn't figure out why they burning that money.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, hmm, well, I guess they couldn't really. Um, they could have
1: turned it over to the government.
0: Oh, I guess so. I guess so. But if they if they were there in a um, more covert way, uh, yeah. maybe they were under the radar of the government and it would have raised uh, flags if they were caught with it.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was just such a pointed visual mm-hmm. of them earning the money and there was no explanation for it. So I've been pondering that and haven't yeah. figured it out.
0: Yeah. And uh, and I, I, just a little aside... Um, a, a number of people stumble on um, plot holes of traveling to countries on the other side of the world and back to Los Angeles and then back to the countries and back. Um, I think we should just explain that that they have a jet that can go Mach 23. <laughs> it's um, the
1: Volkov family
0: jet. Yeah, they, they have the Volkov family jet that they can use um, that goes 10 times faster than any other jet. And so that explains about 99% of the plot holes. So just, <laughs> just pretend that they have a really, really fast jet to travel to these places.
1: And time zones. Don't forget the time zones. Yeah. Makes the difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we had some wonderful moments with Morgan again. Uh-huh. Um, I love the Renaissance people coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. We have a Renaissance fair that happens every year right down the road from me. Uh-huh. And I used to go many years ago when it first began and it was nothing more than, you know, cardboard fronts. Now they're whole buildings and the county owns it and it's all ridiculous now. But back then it was a lot of fun. So to see these people come in it cracked me up, just cracked me up. I loved it.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had some, some nice moments, um, with Ellie and Sarah yeah. Good. and, and I'm really appreciating those, li- li- those little things because those are the things that gradually transform Sarah's character. Mm-hmm. And without those, a transf her transformation. I don't think would be believable, I agree. but I, but I love that place that Ellie's taking in her
2: life.
1: I really love that they're following up what they talked about in cat squad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're, you know, she said, I will help you with the wedding. We can talk if we need to talk. And so we, she's helping with the wedding. They're laying that groundwork. They're showing that bond. And I'm very, very happy that we're doing that finally. Mm-hmm. And it Sarah's I say finally, because it's something I've been hoping and and looking for, for a while. But Really, Sarah's only just now at the place where she is able to be in that kind of a relationship with Ellie Mm -hmm. where she's able to open up and, uh, you know, she was friendly of course with Ellie, but I think she's only now at a place where she can really bond with her. So Mm -hmm. I say finally, but in the context of the story, it makes sense.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, overall, overall, this last week's episode and this week's episode were technically set up episodes. Mm-hmm. There were a number of things being set up. Um, one of them, of course, a big one is Vivian's little jaunt over to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, another big one is Casey and the mysterious bunker. Um, up to yeah, which, uh, it and, and specifically that device that Morgan knew the name of. The TR-475. Yeah, like this, we don't know what that device does yet, but what would it do that is so significant and so secret um, that he was so protective of of Morgan telling anybody about it? Um, we've got Morgan for, I don't know, what reason he would move into um, Casey's apartment when he's dating his daughter. I mean, that's just <laughs> inviting trouble.
1: Not thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Not Ahead. Keep your friends close. Keep your daughter's boyfriends closer. I don't know. I did like that he leveraged, which of course, is code for blackmail, Casey, into letting him do that. Yeah. Getting bold, our generously bearded man.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then we uh, very sadistically didn't get a promo. Um, yeah. And sadistically, don't have Chuck next week. So we have two weeks to wait for Chuck and no promo. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that's because NBC wants to promote the tar out of the event, uh, mm-hmm. which is two hours, uh, next Monday, eight o'clock and nine o'clock, which I do urge you to watch it, support the event. It's a great show. Um, but I'm guessing that they're gonna promote the tar out of the event and then promote the tar out of Chuck's return. Yes.
1: I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope, hope so. so. We're gonna need it because it comes back the day after daylight savings time switches.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah. If they run some promos during the event, they launch. I'll forgive them for not giving us this. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That would be a good route to go. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. So, I guess that's uh, that's about it to discuss, other than the fact that uh, Ray Wise was delightful.
1: I was a little worried he was only going to have that one scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we were getting towards the end of the episode, and I was like, wait a second, what happened to the lawyer? And then there he came. Dun, oh, dun,
2: dun. He
1: was Parting just lies.
0: perfectly cast in that role. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that bad. Mm-hmm. He does bad real good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I I, I think that it's going to really, really heat up. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the next couple of episodes. Um, You can't do three setups in a row. It goes set up, set up, heat up. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to happen next time.
1: I think so. Let's talk about that in the spoiler section.
0: Ah, good idea. (laughs) And uh, speaking about spoilers, um, we're going to do what we've done the last few weeks, uh, last couple of weeks anyway. And since you've had the... Um, helpful reminders in the bottom corner as we've been talking. Uh, we won't do our concluding announcements that we used to do. So we do urge you to listen to the sponsors, um, which are going to happen right now. And then at that point, after the sponsor messages, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, you can pull out your headphones or press stop. But if you do want the spoilers, just roll on through and we'll see you on the other side. But uh, make sure you watch Chuck live two weeks from now. Um, Doesn't matter what Daylight Savings Time says, Chuck is on. And uh, and watch live and spread it on Facebook and spread it on Twitter and send out emails and call your family and pick at the streets. Let's get that 1.7 higher for the next time Chuck airs. Yeah. But until then,
1: see you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. And now we want to thank our sponsors, IELabs.com, makers of award-winning Action Blue AVCHD conversion software, which authors full HD videos on regular DVD discs. It even works with HD clips from the newest iPhone 4. You can get your free trial of the software at IELabs.com. We also want to thank MovieMorons.com for supporting Check Versus the Podcast. Movie Morons is a podcast all about film. So if you are inclined to find out what movies you should be watching this fall, check out MovieMorons.com and de. We want to thank them for supporting us as well. Hello, this is Christina Caramel from Serian Junkies TV. Are you addicted to TV shows? Be our guests and learn the latest news and reflections on what's going on in the world of TV series. Well, our show is in German, but maybe you want to drop in anyway? Then visit www.serienjunkies.de and watch out for our video podcast. See you.
0: Spoiler warning. And we're back with the spoilers. Mel, what have you got for us?
1: Well, I have Basil back with us again because he just cannot resist he knows mm-hmm. he was commenting on him. And so he's back. And actually, he was clawing my leg. So I just decided to grab him. But we have the official synopsis for Chuck episode 418, which is the one that comes uh, when Chuck returns on Monday, May 14th. It's this one. Chuck versus the A-team. Chuck fears that Casey has a secret that may split up the team. Robin Gibbons is back, Stacey Keebler, and Isaiah Mustafa guest star. Yay! Mm. Greta! Two favorite Greta's. Chuck and Sarah investigate when they suspect that Casey is carrying out private missions. Wait a minute. He already told them that he was. Yeah. They're good spies. Right on, guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Chuck fears that the CIA's semi- seemingly perfect new operatives, Isaiah Mustafa and Stacey Keebler, will render him obsolete. Mm. Elsewhere, Morgan settles in with a new roommate, and Awesome panics when Ellie embarks on a potentially dangerous line of research.
0: Dun dun dun!
1: I know what could it be? Is the laptop back in play? I don't Suckerman, know. high and bon- Bonita Friedrichi also star.
0: <laughs> yeah, what would make Awesome panic? I mean, that is huge. Yeah,
1: well, getting too close to the spy world again. Remember what he told Chuck? That yeah, not anywhere near it. And he was upset when she was working on a laptop, and he found out what it was about. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Very you know, like, interesting. Come
1: back in. Yeah. Talk about heating things up. That mm-hmm. would do it. Yep. And we're going to maybe find out what Casey's up to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I'm dying to know what's going on in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, looking ahead, we've obtained the casting call for Chuck episode 4.21, titled Chuck Versus the Wedding Planner. This has nothing to do with uh, Jennifer Lopez and mm. uh, Matthew McConaughey. They- M- mercifully so. They will not be on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was this episode written by Rafe, and, Rafe Jenkins and Lauren LaFont. I'm sorry, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I'll take my my little fuzzy thing with me now. Lauren LaFranc, yeah. <laughs> The wedding planner is qu- in question is one Daphne Peralta, a fashionable, fit, smart, sexy woman in her 30s and 40s who sport a New Jersey accent, New Jersey accent. She's planning a wedding for the daughter of a Hungarian nuclear scientist, Dr. Klug, who happens to work for Iran. His son's Bruno, Franz and Polly are also nuclear scientists working for Iran. But wait, who's the bride?
0: Hmm.
1: Who's the bride? Ah. Uh.
0: Dun da, dun da, dun
1: Bruno, well. Franz, and Polly. Sounds like mafia to me. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hungarian mafia. Yeah. yeah. Check out for them.
0: And Amen. in related news, of course, relating to all this wedding talk. Uh, Gary Cole is confirmed to return as Sarah's father, Jack Burton. He'll return in episode 421, Chuck versus the Wedding Planner. And as per Chris Fedak, we have a con at the heart of the Jack episode, obviously. Um, there are actually multiple cons. We definitely put Chuck and Sarah out there. They could potentially get in a lot of trouble given that they are government employees and that Jack has spent his life flouting the law. Getting mixed up with Jack again will prove to be a challenge for the duo, personally and professionally. Fidak was also asked whether we'll see Mama Walker or Burton or whatever her name is on the show, but he didn't want to make any promises about that happening this season. Um, You can read more from Fidak about Um, all these storylines, and a Chuck Sarah wedding at TV Squad. Oh, wow. So uh, we have a bunch of episodes left, but all this talk of the end of the season. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, that's actually only in 21. I'm used to thinking of 21 being the penultimate episode, but uh, there's actually three more after that. So makes me wonder about where we're building to.
1: Um, I'm so excited that Gary Cole's going to be back. Yeah we were hoping.
0: Yeah, but uh, you can you can tell that it's just going to heat and heat and heat and heat up over the next run of episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, it's gonna be and exciting. This episode is confirmed as airing on April twenty fifth. So it looks like we will have a break probably um, the first couple of weeks in April, mm-hmm. or you know mid April. Um, before we really kick it into gear to finish off the season in May. Yeah. A
2: sweeps.
0: Yep. So uh, get yourself psyched for that. Find a marathon of something else that you can do in that break. Because I know yep. they're painful.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yep. we do not get 52 episodes of Chuck a year.
0: Yeah. Well, and especially because that is right around the time where... Um, all the announcements of renewal start happening. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, hmm, it's gonna be a nervous time.
1: <laughs> yeah. But Gary Cole! I know. <laughs> yeah, but Gary Cole.
0: And you know what? Doesn't matter what bad news is out there. Gary Cole.
1: Yeah. He's the answer. That's, That's good news. Right. Yep. that and the little lamb <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so uh that's all we have for this week we hope you enjoyed our extended discussion about the ratings and all the other chuck stuff going on and uh we will not have a podcast next week uh, because there's no chuck next week Um, but we will be back the following week and, uh, we might even start releasing these podcasts earlier. I'm going to try, uh, my work is finally winding down. So, uh, might be able to release a little earlier, but until then have a great Chuck couple of weeks.
1: We'll see ya. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.